this is your host, EJ Lawless, host of HR Tech Go to Market. In this podcast episode, we'll be going deep into Web3, speaking with a founder of a new company called Cleoverse. Cleoverse is a way to surface work within Web3 to connect decentralized autonomous organizations and workers so that workers can do work and make money and DAOs can get work done. The founder that we're going to speak with, Alexi, has a background in venture capital in Europe, as well as growth marketing. It is a recently launched startup in Cleoverse and really delves into some interesting topics of what are DAOs, how do workers connect with DAOs, and then how can the blockchain and wallets be used to build a new type of profile and identity around people's work that is not tied to their education or background, but what do they have verifiably done? I think it's an incredibly interesting episode where we can look into where work is going and what work looks like currently in the Web3 world. A brief interview, or sorry, brief overview. Definitely. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, excited to be here today. And uh, So my name is Alexi. I'm actually from Finland, an entrepreneur building a company called Cleoverse. So we're trying to build a platform of work in, in Web3. And a long-term vision would be to revolutionize how talent is signaled and is covered on, on the web. I guess that's the brief blurb. Uh, my previous background is in VC. I used to do European Series A and Series B for a couple of years and then built also some grassroots level startup ecosystem here locally in, in Helsinki, Finland. And uh, and now here, excited to be, of course, building in the most emergent space that I've encountered for a while. Great. Can you go into a little more detail about the broader problem you're trying to solve? Yeah, for, for sure. So, um, I mean, for me personally, in the in the previous job that I was doing, and obviously, you know, otherwise too, uh, the way we measure talent i mean if you're asked um what can you do where are you good at you probably start listing that hey you have this kind of education uh university logo in your cv and you have this many years of experience in certain space and then kind of answer with this kind of status enforcing ways to show where you've been doing certain things or with whom but not what you've been doing or especially what are the results that you've delivered and which kind of person you are. And that's the main problem that was kind of bothering me in the, in the previous job. And uh, now, of course, there are a lot of new technologies emerging, most importantly, blockchain and Web3. And uh, I'm just extremely excited about the new ways that um, those technologies enable, obviously, many fields, but also in the future of work and how we could could we really change that, how we are enforcing our status in, instead of telling about our skills and results when people ask about our professional identity or professional uh, portfolio. And, and that's the kind of the broad space that we are here tackling. And I definitely would like to be contributing into better solutions to really, regardless of who you are or who you know or where you've been, just based on your results to show that your true expertise. Got it. So can you help me understand how Web3 ties into better showcasing talent and better tying to what people have actually performed and done? Um, obviously, and that's, a, that, that's, that's a great question. So, um, of course, the Web3 or, or blockchains as, uh, as, as the underlying technology there 
um, the main thing that they do, right, they are building a verifiable chain of actions on, on, on the net that's open for everybody. Um, it's unmodifiable. You can, I mean, nobody can just alter it. And that's why it's trustless. You don't have to trust anyone. It just has to be true because it, it, that's the way it's coded. And uh, if we can leverage this kind of objectively trustless chain of of proof, I am proof of anything, of course, if we can uh, leverage that in the context of status, in the context of skills and future of work that could enable us, unlock us and multiple opportunities. And then that's basically what we're also trying to solve here at Clearers. I mean, what, what we'd like to do, we'd like to help you to build your professional profile of objectively verified talent, as we say it. And, uh, and what it means, it means that based on the actions that we can identify from your public wallet, uh, we get them map out them with uh, projects or work that you've done in the real world and help you show that these are the results that I've delivered. That's the that's the main idea. Got it. So if I think about that, if I have a platform like Fiverr or Upwork, those are review based systems. So someone says someone else did work, yes. but it's not verifiable. With blockchain the work is actual verifiable. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Yes. And um, I mean, in Upwork uh, or Fiverr, um, those are great systems. And obviously, when you hit the critical mass, uh, peer reviews become also useful. And then it's hard to, uh, I mean, hard to really alter or modify or cheat with a big enough peer review system. But especially with lower quantities, it's, modifiable and it's of course uh altered to i mean subject to possible uh, possible attacks if, if someone would just like to scam the system if, if you like and that's not possible in blockchain at all and obviously what blockchain does it transfers value and then i guess value can be measured as a quite good proxy about what you do or how great results are you delivering how valuable your work are and and I guess that's kind of the most honest and, and direct way of measuring your skills in a sense. Um, and of course, we all know that in, for example, in Fiverr or Uber or Airbnb or whatever, people tend to give you always five stars because everybody knows that, I mean, if there is no specific complaints to be made because people know that it's a good habit and it's important for the other party, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, but they don't pay you too much, uh, at least outrageously too much, because it's real money, and 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 that's what I why I think it's it's very could be a good source of, of um, signaling talent. Okay, that makes sense. So this really works on the astroturfing problem, where people are posting fake reviews, or on sort of a sparse signal program a problem, yes. where there's not a lot of data. So how do we take that and the vision? to your next step how are you taking that into the market currently yes so um we are in the very early stages of clearers we actually made the first beta launch only a couple of days ago and um and the first version of our platform is is called clearers discovery and the idea is to gather together uh, all relevant DAOs and their open working opportunities uh any ways that you as a 
developer or the professional who are really thinking about whether I should jump into Web3, but you don't really yet know which would be the best project or how you could make enough money or where to go. We could help you to find the first projects and then dig deeper into certain protocols that you feel the most aligned with. And, and then obviously one day, hopefully become a core contributor. And then that's what we would like to enable with that. Uh, with the Clearverse discovery. And obviously then in the long term, building on top of that kind of Fiverr Upwork type of uh, working pro uh, program, but for Web3, building on top of that Clearverse profiles, that would be then your objective uh, professional identity on, on Web3, helping you to quantify uh, not only the projects you've done via Clearverse, but also all the work that, you, that you've done in Web3 that can be traced from your public wallet and kind of thinking about that it'd be a LinkedIn uh, on Web3, if you like. So building together, uh, starting from Fiverr, uh, adding LinkedIn, LinkedIn on top, and then building a strong flywheel around those. That's the main idea of our platform that we're building at the moment. So, so you were building an on-ramp for people who want to get involved in Web3 to find work within those spaces. Yes. Yes, that's a, that, that's a good way to put it. And uh, I guess for us, I mean, there are great protocols also that if you are a person that doesn't really, I mean, is interested in the space, but doesn't really know how to code or want to take the exactly first steps, of course, for example, Rabbit Hole, Questbook, for example, are building great programs to really teach you the first very steps. Uh, for us, it's uh, people that have done some research. They do know the basics, but they don't know how to, really get involved, right? I mean, it's uh, since DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, they are more fluid than typical organizations. It's maybe more, it may be more difficult to find your right spot, to find a place to really dig deep, to really find the way to contribute a lot and then to understand where you fit as an individual within the organization. And we want to help you to uh, help you to go down that rabbit hole and really start building your your own career in, in Web3 in the point that kind of the first initial skill set may be already, already gathered. Of course, in the future, I do believe that there is a lot of opportunity of uh, bringing more and more people uh, in Web3 ecosystem, but that's in, now in the, in the first, first phase. Okay, that's helpful. And so you did just quickly define DAOs as decentralized autonomous organizations. As I understand it, they're a new type of emerging entity that could have a treasury. They have some amount of money that they can spend. They have a voting structure and governance structure. And they typically have some type of organizing mission, either investing or social, like soon to launch Klimaverse that is going to help with greening the world or potentially some other organizing aspect. Is that correct? How do you think about it? How would you define these emerging organizations? Yes, that sounds sounds like a, sounds like a good definition indeed. And uh, I, I think the most important, uh, I mean, when you think about DAOs and how they may be different to traditional organizations uh, or companies, I think the biggest thing is that DAOs are typically completely flat and the whole organization and its governance is organized uh, around code. Uh, there is some kind of smart contract that is typically defined by the mission of the organization, as you mentioned. 
and that smart contract it, it really defines the rules of the organizations. Typically, the community can, with some kind of holding, then to alter to make decisions and uh, to steer the ship, if you like. But uh, but definitely, there is no CEO, there is no board of directors, there is nothing like that. But all the people who hold the governance token and are members of the organization are equally available or equally able to um, affect the mission, affect the direction of the organization, and of course participate. I guess that's the that's the main thing. But basically, DAOs are transparent and fully public and democratic organizations that are, at least seems that nowadays, emerging in every field in, in quite a rapid pace, actually. Great. So as you're taking the first part of your product, which is the DAOs and the people who want to get involved and do this work, where are you focusing? So this is obviously a traditional marketplace problem. What part of the marketplace are you starting on? Yeah, so so the traditional chicken egg problem. That's uh, and that's of course uh, tough, tough to crack. Um, we want to kind of crack the first problem so that uh, we kind of try to bootstrap the DAO uh, space in a sense that uh, we think that the offering for DAOs is good. We uh, offer them access for free. Uh, we don't ask basically anything of them. We help them or even make 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 ready of their profiles, of course, then ask for permission to uh, to add them. And then, of course, everybody has an opportunity to change their information or opt out, that's for sure. Uh, luckily, no one has yet to do that. And then I hope that that will continue in the future. But uh, given that kind of strong initial supply push, if you like, then we want to bring the whole full focus on the demand side, really how to build the user base, what would be the most efficient and effective user acquisition methods so that we can build strong momentum uh, around the individuals that could then come to the platform. Okay. And so since these DAOs are new, who are you selling into? Or, Or who are you connecting and organizing with? Well, that's incredibly incredibly good question. I mean, given that, uh, especially in a pure DAO model, if you like, there typically is no uh, employees as such. Obviously, uh, many DAOs are operating also with some kind of hybrid model, or that there are at least specific core contributors that are a bit more involved that with with some others. Uh, and those are typically the targets. But uh, the space is so emerging and. Um, most organizations are so young that I don't know if I can give a good general answer to anyone who's listening to this, but typically the way I see it, that community leaders or community managers or some organizations have some kind of dev developer relation person, devrel persons, uh, those are the most, most interesting. And obviously those are the ones who are typically thinking about how to make sure that uh, the community thrives. There are continuous supply of new contributors uh, in kind of top of the funnel level. And obviously then they can uh, build more and more contributors, bring them also into core contributor level. Uh, and those are uh, typically exciting or good prospects to talk to. Um, but then definitely with smaller organizations, uh, there are some Genesis squad or founders or someone who are clearly those that have started the movement and then those are also good prospects i see okay 
So there's typically either a small core group of people or someone that is designated or has taken on the responsibility of connecting with developers and building that community. And those people are usually good contacts. Yes, that, that's why I say. Okay, that's great. And what type of work are the DAOs typically looking for? And so then what type of work could people find on Cleoverse? Um, well, that's obviously a, a great question also. And um, well, there are quite a few types of, of different DAOs. And uh, it depends a bit on which kind of DAO we're talking about. Is it for uh, providing some services, building a product, building a media outlet, uh, investment vehicles, etc. But uh, but but. Definitely, I guess everybody nowadays is trying to build some kind of software. And of, of course, all the blockchain organizations are also um, quite closely in contact with software, let's put it in that way. So typically, of course, some kind of software projects are are exciting. Um, the way I, I see it, there are kind of uh, three types of, of software projects. So clearly, uh, some kind of early early stage, early level, low level projects that are meant to find new contributors and bring them further down in the contributor funnel. Then there are some kind of proof of concepts uh, that are just experimenting the new new directions that you can go into. And then there are some kind of non-core important projects, but that are a bit outside of the core mission, so that it's easy to outsource those those projects. Uh, but then on top of uh, development, there are definitely something else, uh, a lot of content creation, for example, some marketing bounties, et cetera. So uh, those are also quite typical. Okay. So there's development projects and at least some type of marketing projects. How do those are the most paid? typical. Okay. What does payment look like? So if I want to contribute to the marketing side, how do I typically get paid? How much could I expect to make? What does that look like? Um, well, that's uh, I don't know if there is a great general answer to that either, uh, because the space is very emergent. But uh, uh, but definitely the main principle is that um, everybody pays with tokens, right? So uh, don't expect to get US dollars. I guess that's the that's the first principle. And um, uh, further on, most. Most DAOs pay off the, with their own governance tokens, so uh, that's quite typical. Um, typically, they are listed in, in some exchanges or at least have some, have some kind of fiat nomination. So you can then compare in, in fiat terms also how much money are you giving, uh, getting. Uh, some DAOs pay also with stable coins. Um, so I guess there are um, both both ways are uh, are being applied. Um, then typically, of course, uh, it's important to have your own wallet. Um, depending on whether you want to build a kind of public interface of your own portfolio, or then if you want to keep that kind of work a bit more private, of course, that's a important consideration for you as an individual. Which kind of wallet do you want to payment go into, and then how do you want to interact? But definitely, um, being directly in touch with DAOs and, and their treasuries and with your own wallet. Yes, that's the that's the way to go. Okay. So I would do some type of work and I would find that work on Cleoverse. And then I would get paid either in the governance token of the DAO or in some type of stable coin 
that would go into my wallet. And then if I wanted to convert to fiat, I would do that through the, the normal process. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. That's, that's how it typically done. Okay. How are you currently finding workers? But, and do you refer to them workers? How do you refer to the people who want to do work? And then how are you finding them? Um, well, currently, we're obviously very early stages and uh, defining the strategies. But there are a um, couple of, of the most important ways that, that uh, how we do it. Um, I think that uh, content marketing is super important for us, uh, building our Twitter, building our blog and SEO on top of that. Um, those are important channels. Um, Twitter tends to be the most important uh, social media for, for crypto space. That's how I feel it kind of, and definitely that's an important acquisition channel for us. But also SEO-wise, most keywords are still not too competitive, I think. And of course, we want to be there uh, then tapping on, on that opportunity. Um, on top of uh, content marketing, we want to um, build a lot of virality, um, especially when we are able to launch the profile section. Um, I think that uh, there's a good opportunity to build a lot of viral content, uh, spread it out on Twitter, in NFT showrooms, in multiple social medias. And of course, we want to be very good at that. And then some referral programs, etc. So uh, kind of the basic tools of, of building a consumer platform uh, with various channels. And then, of course, still a lot of experimentation, trying to figure out what works the best and where is the best ROI and, uh, and then investing in that, definitely. Okay. So what I hear is content marketing as a leading part of that. And that's going to be Twitter to raise awareness and attract people, plus an emerging and growing SEO program. As interest in the space grows, right now it's a great time to get in because it's not that competitive. Uh, but you would sort of own that. And as people start searching for how to get involved, they would find you and find a good on-ramp there. Does Discord play a part at all in your in your outreach um discord is is, is important of course and uh i mean uh, i guess that can be thought of uh, being active in other discord servers and building our own server um definitely we are participating in some other servers being trying to be active member in those and of course also find uh find members from there um then our own server will we will uh, do that. We don't have it yet. So if you are looking for it, you won't find it yet. But definitely we feel that in the long term, um, that will be the core component of our own community. And of course, we want to make that as an easy step to then start working with Clearwords in a sense. Too. And of course, in the longer term, if and maybe when Clearwords will be a more decentralized organization, also Discord will be a core place of, of governing our own community. And then, of course, uh, engaging uh, our own own community in many ways. Great. It, what I've noticed is this field, because it's still so emerging and people are looking for information, the influencer opportunity, the people who have established themselves, seems like an interesting one from a marketing perspective. There's obviously people who have attracted a large Twitter following who people are listened to. How have you thought about that aspect, trying to work with influencers? You're definitely correct in there. And, and, uh, and definitely, uh, 
within the crypto sphere, there are many people with great uh, Twitter following, and uh, and definitely I see that as an interesting interesting opportunity. And maybe a long term opportunity on top of uh, Twitter could be channels like TikTok, which could be incredibly viral uh, with some uh, right influencers in there. There could be a lot of uh, interesting opportunities. Um, we haven't yet. Um, work with any influencers that much. I mean, we are operating with a small team and uh, not the existing uh, budget really, but uh, but definitely in the long term, that's uh, a that, very, very exciting opportunity. And, and, and one thing that, for example, if I maybe one will raise funding at some point, of course, uh, a thing to consider would be if, if those uh, funds or strategic partners would have which kind of uh, audiences they have and are they having maybe their own medias or some kind of outlets that they could help help us to build build awareness uh, build our own audiences and all, all those things are i guess increasingly important nowadays and that especially in the crypto sphere uh, but, but definitely influencers could play uh, an important role in the future i agree with you on that Going back to a question I think I probably should have asked earlier, how are you planning on making money as a company? Actually, are you a company? Are you a DAO? And then how are you planning on making money? <laughs> yeah, that's a, those are great questions, Simon. You get a lot of that. Uh, today's world when you first need to start asking if you are a company and if you are trying to make money. Um, but definitely, we are actually a company nowadays. So I do define ourselves as Web 2.5, meaning that we are targeting Web 3, we are operating within the Web 3, but we are organized as a traditional uh, traditional company, at least at the moment. Um, probably in the long term, we are at least seriously considering about uh, launching our own token and going into that direction, but I do believe that's uh, longer term focus now in the beginning we just need to nail down the product market fit and just run as fast as possible at least for a while and i think that's easier when you are a bit more centralized uh how do we make money uh, at the moment of course uh, it's still a uh, non-revenue business uh we are just trying to gather the user base and i guess that will be the core uh commercial plan or target for us for a while um but definitely when there is enough user base, enough community engagement, there is a lot of opportunities also to monetize that. Um, we can uh, have in the discovery side some kind of proprietary platform, uh, bounties, projects, etc. cetera. Uh, in the plat- uh, profile side of the platform, we can have specific tools that help you identify, search, and discover profiles. Um, kind of those tools that are in other platforms also and uh, could be very valuable for the organizations. And even though the data would be free, of course, leveraging that efficiently probably could be monetized. So so those are those are our main plans. And of course, uh, other things that we could then uh, plan around our own possible token kind of, um, because those mentioned uh, thus far, those are very web two business models could we then figure out uh, some business model that would be even more suitable for Web3 context. Uh, that's an incredibly exciting opportunity. And uh, of course, just uh, nothing concrete on that side yet, but, but definitely if and when we'll have our own token, that those opportunities are also uh, super exciting. That's great. So going very high level, 
let's say that you all are very successful three to five years from now. How do you think attribution to work and profiles will differ from today? What will be better if you all are successful for people who are doing work? Um, well, there are so, so, so many things that I, I think could change and, and I hope that would change. But first of all, I do think that uh, there is a lot more freedom in the work. I mean, in, in the world of work, in a sense that uh, beforehand, as an individual, you formed your life around work, right? You moved where the work was and you went to the office when you needed to go there and uh, work was the center and everything else kind of ran around that. And I do believe that uh, many trends and forces are flipping that around, but crypto, Web3, uh, DAOs are among the leading forces to really increase individual freedom in the work life. And I hope that players will be a key contributor in that future where you can really contribute only to those projects that you feel very, very passionate about. You can find the work that suits you the best with the terms that you like and uh, and really flip it in a way that you do your work in terms of your life and not, not the other way around. Um, the other opportunity that I am extremely excited about is... Uh, increasing equality, uh, kind of getting rid of all the unnecessary biases that are still affecting our work life quite a lot. Um, what I mean by that is that I guess it's uh, quite proven that all of us have some kind of uncon unconscious biases that uh, affect our decision making every time. And it's part of the fact why, for example, there is less women in, in the leading positions in many, many companies or many industries. Um, what I do believe that Clearworks and DAOs in general could enable is, is to bring more and more anonymity in the, in the world of work and really, I mean, make it redundant who you are or what's your name or what's your picture, but just focus on the results. And as a result, I mean, they will, it doesn't matter which, which kind of biases you are, because if you are looking only at the results, that's kind of the most honest um, metric that there is. And then I do believe that that will drive a lot of equality, I mean, gender-wise, but also in other many other ways that there are biases in today's, uh, today's world. And definitely, I do believe that uh, crypto does as a whole and as a platform will also help many people who are not able to have such an opportunities, for example, in terms of education than us in the Western world have. I mean, in Finland, I do have a free university education. I know that you in the US have great universities, you need to pay for it, but uh, in many parts of the world, people have absolutely no access in university education, for example. They may be incredibly clever and talented, but they just don't have access to those opportunities that they deserve. And I do believe that those kind of differences and, uh, and challenges can also be partly at least solved with, with Clearers and, of course, DAOs in more general. Great. Fantastic. I know you have to go catch an airplane. So I just wanted to say thank you for the time. This was incredibly enlightening, interesting, and exciting. I highly appreciate it. It was a pleasure. All right. Have a nice day. You too. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to HR Tech Go to Market. This is your host, EJ Lawless, saying see you in the next episode. Thank you.